Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, stand with Shesty. Follow the bread man and know how to spell Capo Caco. Then you've tuned to the right place. Let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, welcome to Go Rangers Radio. Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cutman. And a good day to all of you in Rangers land. Ooh, things are going all right out there, you might say. Especially after a... A quick turnaround 3-0 win of our rival New Jersey Devils after the split on the island. The uh, the big win there on Friday night and the insufferable overtime loss to the Icelanders in the second game. So the guys bounced back pretty good last night. The kids are all right. Shesty gets a shutout. Stoochie Boochie, 20,000 goals for the New York Rangers. He gets it. Well, he didn't score 20,000. Wouldn't it be great if, if that's how Bucci ends his career with 20,000 goals for the New York Rangers? Anyway, a historic night for uh, the Rangers organization as uh, Bucci gets the 20,000th goal in New York Rangers history. Pretty exciting stuff. Panarin pops one in. Mika pops one in. I mean, it's going all right, right? You know what I'm saying? I mean... I mean, you, you you have to be impressed with the guys this weekend going in against the big bad Islanders after the big trades they made. Palmieri comes in. Um, Zajac comes in. You know, they're all feeling pretty good about themselves. And the Rangers kind of took care of business there on Friday night. And then they also, um, you know, they played pretty well. That They should have had that game on, on Sunday as well, too. But they, they blew it. It's something you can do. That's our young Rangers team that we're riding along with here all season long. And, um, you know, this is just how it is. And we'll take it because, uh, you know, they're, they've, they're in the mix here. They've got a chance. Four points out of Boston right now. 14 games to go. You know, that ain't too bad. You know, Bruins obviously have some games in hands. And then uh, we've got a couple games with them in the, uh, at the end of this month here. And, and we've got a, a lot of wild games in between there. So there's a lot to, to, to go through with this Ranger team here over the next month. You cross your fingers. You hope. They're going to make the playoffs. You want to get that uh, playoff experience for this team. Uh, Today, very special guest coming on with me, and that's Mr. Larry Brooks from the New York Post. And we will get Larry's take on the team. And I'll ask him, too, about what he thinks about, you know, the Rangers' chances not only getting in the playoffs and how important it would be for these guys to do it. Look, we can all put the Captain Obvious hats on here. We want these guys to make the playoffs. You would love to see these guys in the seven-game series. We've been following these guys all season long. It's been a wacky season from the beginning with Tony D and Panarin and the Russians. You know, Coach Quinn getting sick, Knobloch taking over, you know, struggles of Capo, struggles of Laffy, ice time, Truba's injury, this and that. And here they are all together now. And, and Zach Jones might be hanging out with them this week or the next week or two. They've got so many defensemen. What are they going to do with all these guys? They're all good defensemen. We'll talk to Larry about that as well, too. Larry had a great column about the the good problem the Rangers are going to have here in the future um, 
you know, making decisions of who's going to stay in the blue line corps. You've got the expansion draft coming up. You've got the need for another, you know, another center, experienced center. So somebody's going to go here in a trade one way or the other, but um, that's not a bad place for the Rangers to be. It could be completely the opposite. No prospects, no chances. You know, this is a team, I think, too, that if, 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 if you're a free agent or, you know, you're at the end of a deal or, you know, you want to come and play for this team, man. I mean, you got to, you know, I mean, they've been, they're the heartbreak kids. There's no doubt about it. I mean, and we have to just deal with that as a fan base. We're, especially us long time suffering since 1994, you know, just waiting to get back not only into the playoffs and on a playoff run. I know because 2014 was so, so long ago uh, and the Stanley Cup run that we uh, fell short on. But anyway, um, you know, we got a great talented team here. Look at Kratzoff coming in here. Look at the versatility that that kid, I mean, Coach Quinn is just like, here, go here, go here, play there, play there, do this, switch the lines up. And no matter where he has placed him, he has been productive. He's making these other guys play better. I mean, you can just even, you know, uh, it was fun there seeing Kratzoff and Hedl and, and, and Laffey there in the kid line and everything else. But now to see him pull Kratzoff ahead of guys like Capo and Laffey who have been here. This guy's just got here. His, his bags are still unpacked. And he's logging up ice time, and Quinn has got him out there running around, and the kid's doing great. The kids are all right. The future looks bright here in New York. I'm staying. Hey, folks, I'm staying. I like what's happening here. We're going to get into, um, I got a you know, bunch of questions here for Larry. We're going to talk about Quinn. We're going to talk about, um, you know, this lineup. We're going to talk about, you know, um, you know, how they're coming together. And, and what he expects here over the next month in terms of um, what this team can or cannot do, uh, you know, as far as getting into the playoffs and stuff. But, hey, look, man, um, I think a, a few weeks ago on the podcast, uh, you know, I had, you know, I had, I had calmed down my – I wasn't going to scream and yell about anything, you know, about, you know, because this, 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 this team is the seesaw team. So we're going to, you know, you look at the split against Pittsburgh last week, the split against the Islanders, you know. Here we are. They went out and did their job last night. 3 nothing win against the Devils team that has basically been stripped of everything, you know. I mean, they're, they're you know, Coach Quinn said they can be dangerous, but the Rangers got to do their job here. This is four games. No disrespect to the Devils fans, but we need to crush them every game and get, you know, all eight points from these guys, especially if uh, the Rangers are serious about making a run, because this is it. You can look at some of the games that they've lost throughout the season to other teams, other games they let slip away, whether it's the Sabres, whether it's against the Devils, the Devils early in the season too. Now's the time, at least be there. Show, you know, and the, I think these guys are going to be there. They're going to be there at the end. They're going to be there where they're either going to get in the playoffs or they're going to make Boston, you know, soil their loins. And you got to look at the way Philly's playing right now. They're kind of tailing off. and it That would be great if it's a two-team race there in another week or two. Not counting the Flyers out, but the Rangers are kind of rising a little bit to the top here. They really played very well against an excellent New York Islanders team. And now they just have to kind of just, just win. Captain Obvious, just win the games. 
and we'll see what happens. But regardless, if they get the playoff experience, woohoo, it's going to be great. But if they don't, like I said, I think at the end of this month here, uh, that first week of May, I think all of us as fans will be able to sit back here, especially these last few games, um, and say, man, we got a, we got a fantastic, young, talented team here. A lot of different parts. Coach Quinn is in his third year. You know, like I said, it's been a weird season. I think uh, DQ's been doing okay. He's got all his players in his lineup right now. Everybody's healthy. I mean, they, they're adding. I mean, talk about Zach Jones coming in here. I mean, where do you put him in? You know, Hayek's been playing okay the last couple of games. Linden's been playing great. Foxy, Cam. I mean, Truba, since he's come back from his injury, has been playing excellent, too. Georgiev comes in, and after not playing for a while, great game against the Islanders. You know, Shesty's just, it's really nice to see now. I mean, Hank who? <laughs> I mean, uh, would you say that, you know? But here it is. I mean, there's something really special about um, Shesterkin, and I think, uh, you know, as much as I love Georgiev, and I just think it's just great that we have another super talented kid like him. And he's been a soldier, man. He's, he's, he's you know, he's ridden the bench and done his job even when Kincaid came in there. And you got to put your hands together for Kincaid. He played a couple of great games for us. But Chesty's just got that, you know, just from, you know, most goaltenders don't even take their mask off after a game. He takes his mask off, shaking his hair, you know. He's got some flair. As you can see it in, the, uh, in his play, his puck handling is fantastic. He hasn't done anything yet to really get them into any kind of trouble. You know, maybe once or twice, but that's okay. But, man, he can move the puck up out of the zone. He, man, he's like a, he's like a you know, a third defenseman back there at times. And he's really quick in the nets. His hand-eye coordinate. I mean, he's just super. And, I mean, he's just getting started, folks. I mean, we've seen this before. And his name was Hank Lundquist. And, man, if Shesty can stay healthy, I think, you know, we're just we're locked and loaded in the nets. We're good. We're, we're super duper. And I even know in, even in the farm system, we've got a couple of the good uh, studs there as well. And, you know, management here too, as far as looking forward to next year, you know, um, you've got defensive prospects that you're going to shift and move, hopefully to get yourself a, you know, uh, another scoring forward up front, another leader type guy. Who knows? Uh, it's yet to be seen. You've got, um, you know, Georgie and Shesty here. Depending on what happens here with the draft next year, the expansion draft, uh, but even Kincaid. I mean, you've got other, you know, prospects and things where you can get in a couple of the key guys. But I don't I don't know if um there's really any, you know, there's no the dam isn't flooding right now as far as the red flags. I mean, you can everybody's got their own take and the way they look at this team and how they're playing. And you have to look at it from a perspective of don't forget how young these guys are. And yeah, that's a big thing. But they're smart guys, man. These kids are playing really well. They're playing in the toughest division in the league. You'd have to say that, you know, as far as the veterans and the experience of the teams that are ahead of them. Boston, Washington, um, and uh, Pittsburgh, all Stanley Cup champs up there. You know, lots of miles on all those skates, uh, you know, that they're, they're looking to get in to play in the playoffs. So you have an Islanders team. That is just, uh, um, you know, it's, I think the, the Island, I mean, the Rangers showed a little kinks in their armor, but then again, they're adjusting, a couple of new guys coming in there, the captain going down, but I think I think the Islanders are going to be okay. 
well, well coached by Barry Trotz. So, um, you know, that's just an incredibly experienced team there. Obviously, um, conference finals last year. Islanders are no joke. So if you look at the three or four teams that they're battling with up ahead of them right now, and the Rangers are close, and they can pretty much probably beat anybody uh, on paper. They've got the talent. They've got all the offensive weapons. They've got the goaltending. The defense is really coming together here a little bit. And then there's just all this other stuff. And, and, and Quint, you can see Quint. He's trying to find a way. Um, but, you know, having Kratzoff in there right now has really helped out. Lafreniere and Cap, Cap have been playing really good. Heedle's been fantastic. A lot of fun to watch. So it's, it's, it's all good stuff, I think, right now if you're a Rangers fan. You, hope, you cross our fingers here. Hopefully they get into the playoffs. Hopefully you get that experience. And let's see what this team can do. That was taken away from us, you know, in at the end of, uh, you know, 19 with the uh, the run they were on. Kind of similar, right? Remember that game against the Avs and the Stars? And, the, you know, you see the camaraderie in this team and how they're playing. And they're all, you know, they, they seem to all just genuinely love and respect each other. So there's a there's a great bit of chemistry on this team right now. The Rangers didn't get that chance when they shut down COVID. Granted, they lost in the summer tournament and they were terrible. But we got Laffey out of that. So, yeah, you take that as a, we'll take that as a win even though they were, you know, it was a loss and they didn't really, um, it, you know, we want to kind of forget about that series against Carolina. Let's just put it all behind us. But, man, if they could get in here with this team, everybody on paper, everybody playing healthy, you know, it's all good. We got, you know, 14 games here to keep putting the oil on this this engine, this machine here that the Rangers are building. And I, I think they're ahead of the game here as far as their rebuild, their reconstruction. Um, so it's good. And as Panarin goes, this team's got me. Come on, man. Uh, you know, Otemi's just been... He's just fantastic, man. Uh, you know, and Mika's gotten his groove back here. You know, Buchnevis is playing tough. You know, Kreider obviously struggling offensively, but, man, he's doing so many other things, you know, away from the puck. Stromer's been dependable. You know, so you got those guys and all the young guys that they're mixing in. Black, what can you say about Blackwell? You know, I mean, come on. Rooney, when he's been, been in there, too, uh, just doing good stuff. So, I mean, I like it. I like what's going on here with the New York Rangers. Not only for... Right now, where they are as far as, you know, the split with the Islanders, split with the Pens, beating the Devils last night, take advantage of this, get through these games without injuries, uh, get the points, and then we look ahead at the schedule, the tougher schedule coming up down the road. You're going to have a a very angry Philadelphia Flyer team. You're going to have, you know, all the the top three, four teams there ahead of us that um, certainly want to make the playoffs. And certainly want those, you know, that number one position, so they can get home ice, and uh, and and either play. I mean, I mean, just for one second here before we move on, I bring Larry on. Just, you know, let's say the Rangers don't make it. If you're a hockey fan, just look at that first round. You know, if it's the Islanders, Boston, uh, Washington, Pittsburgh. I mean, that just for hockey fans alone, that's just going to be unbelievable. And then you can just look at the rest of the divisions and see how things are panning out over there. So as hockey fans right now, this 56-game season and getting very close, you know, it's it's been playoffs pretty much all the way through, let alone now the trade deadline's over and we got these games coming up. But, man, you got to be excited as a hockey fan about what we're about to start, you know, watching here. Hopefully the Rangers are a part of that. But if they're not, I think uh, not only the league, and, and we'll get back hopefully to normal divisions next year and, you know, just normal play, normal training camp, and then, uh, you know, an 82-game season here for this team. Through everything that they've been through, from back in the beginning this this year, from let's even go back to, you know, uh, that March, 
That week versus Dallas and the Avalanche, COVID comes in, shuts everything down. They don't play for full months. They go in, they lose a stinker to Carolina, they get knocked out, and then boom, we get the first-round pick. Lafreniere comes here. You get to the small training camp. A couple of games in, Tony D issue. Crazy stuff there. They get through that. Then Panarin's gone because the Russians are after him. And then they get through that. They keep swinging through it. You know, they finally start getting everybody kind of healthy. And then the coaching staff goes down with COVID protocol. And then Nabla comes in. And they're putting them a nine spot against the Flyers. And now we got everybody. And everybody's healthy. Coaching staff's back. Quinn's got it. Again, there's not too many excuses as far as um, this team right now. And it is. You you can see it. It's on the ice. It's 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 all up to these guys right now. You know, bad period here. Mistakes. All that stuff, it's on them because J.D., Gordon, and Drury, they've given Coach Q, this coaching staff, this team, they have the right lineup, the right line mates, I should say. Um, there's a lot of smart hockey guys on this team. So go get, go get them, boys. Get at it, I should say. Get at it and, and go out there and, and show the fan base and the organization and the coaching staff here what you guys are capable of. So, it's all good stuff. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, real quick, uh, I want to thank everybody for uh, for downloading and, uh, you know, subscribing and listening here at Go Rangers Radio. And obviously, um, you know, with the, with the change that we've made here uh, on the podcast, uh, really appreciate you guys uh, hanging around, supporting me, and, and moving the Go Rangers Radio brand on. I also want to do a quick shout-out to Stephen Valquette Valley. Uh, I was hitting back and forth with him uh, uh, the last couple of days. And if you guys have seen on our uh, Twitter account, the uh, What Valley said, uh, little sound bites, and uh, it was great to get uh, Valley's, uh, you know, uh, okay on on using those sound bites and and pushing it out and supporting the um, uh, the podcast here. So, and down the road when when Valley's got time, he's going to jump on the podcast with me too. So, uh, I want to thank uh, Stephen for that and for his uh, support here of Go Rangers Radio. All right, it's uh, time to bring in our special guest here today on Go Rangers Radio, and that is legendary sports columnist. For the New York Post and longtime Rangers beat writer, Mr. Larry Brooks. Larry, good day to you. Welcome aboard. Go Rangers Radio. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate you uh, coming on here today. So, Larry, hey, look, before we get into the team real quick here, the last couple of games, I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, covering sports for so many years, uh, you know, we've all dealt with COVID the past year here. Um, just talk real quick your experience in terms of, uh, you know, covering the team here the last couple of years, sports in general, you know, virtual meetings, all that stuff. How how's it been for you in terms of uh, just covering the game? It uh, Well, first, let me say that I, I'm really – one of the fortunate ones um you know i i uh there was no issue with my job uh you know i've been able to, to continue uh working and actually last year when uh when everything shut down i i actually thought that uh, as we were continuing to pump out stories that we were actually providing some little service for fans who are so hungry for sports and and for it to be as normal as possible so i I'm really appreciative of, of the job I've had through this pandemic. Covering uh, covering the Rangers through this is, has been uh, actually pretty unfulfilling, <laughs> to tell you the truth. I'm, I'm, not really. I'm, I'm you know I think we're all doing the best we can, and I I understand all of the limitations and I uh, accept them, but never being around, never being able to 
chat with guys on off days, never being able to go to practice. Uh, you know, it, it's just a completely different dynamic. And, you know, you, these, these Zoom calls, you can, you can see. I mean, you, you can see that they're um, uncomfortable for a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, you can't follow up, really. Uh, you can't follow up. So it's been, it's, it's been an entirely alien experience for somebody who has spent, you know, just about four decades of his life in locker rooms chatting with guys and talking to guys and um, having relationships with guys. That's that has uh, been put on pause as so many other uh, so many other other elements of our life has. But in the large picture, again, it it, uh, it has been great to be able to keep working through this. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I, and I appreciate that perspective because I, I don't think a lot of people realize that, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, especially guys like you and and just getting in there, the locker rooms, the back and forth banter and, and really getting the, the stories from these guys uh, and, and just understanding how you guys are dealing with it. We're all dealing with different things in our lives in different ways, but it's great to get the perspective uh, of how, uh, you know, you yourself are, are covering the game and the team. All right, Larry, so look, um, the guys have been playing pretty good here the last couple of games. I want to get your, um, your take here obviously the same lineup the fourth straight game here and just a quick thought on, on the team's play versus the Islanders uh, and leading it to the three nothing win last night uh, with the Devils uh, so many storylines for this team this year but uh, just a quick take on on the weekend games and, and how they wrap things up last night with the first game of four against the Devils it's very encouraging I think um, I, I, they're playing their best hockey of the year they're more consistent than they've been uh, there there are still some some down spots. There are down spots in games, but every team is going to go through that. But they're 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 adapting and they're managing games a lot better. And last night, uh, the Devils game, the first Devils game, um, their second period was brutal. I mean, they never had puck, and yet they survived. They got good goaltending. They uh, they didn't make the uh, you know they they didn't make the critical mistake at any time. So they. They bent, they didn't break, and they played a very solid third period. I, there's a lot to like from them. Um, they're, they're a pretty good regular season team, or they're a decent regular season team. The question I have, and I think everyone is going to have until they can prove otherwise, is, is you know whether they can be a legitimate playoff team. And, and I don't mean a team that makes the playoffs. I mean a team that can do some damage in the playoffs. And, and I think, I mean, that's the entire of this entire reconstruction, right? Not, not to make the playoffs because even in 17, 18, uh, when they decided to tear it all down, they were within range of a playoff spot. And Mm -hmm. if they had gone, if they had gone the other way and had decided to keep trading off, uh, you know, younger guys or or draft picks to reinforce that team, they probably would have made it. They might've been able to win one round if, if, if Lundquist had been at his best, but that's not what they were looking for. They were looking to build a Stanley Cup team. And they still have that challenge because their style of play, to me, does not seem to be conducive to ultimate playoff success. So I would, and I, and I wrote this a, a week or two ago, I would love to see them make the playoffs because I would like to see this theory tested. I would like to see them get another crack at postseason play and see if the way their top guys play, I mean, mostly finesse, a lot of East-West, 
um, not so much drive to the net, not so much get the puck in deep and, and you know, and forecheck and, and grind. I'd, I'd like to see if that can work. Um, um, I don't know if they're going to, I, I don't know if they're going to make it or not though. It's, it's, it's a pretty, it's, it's a pretty daunting task because, um, you know, those extra, those extra games in hand that Boston has is, is very valuable. Yeah, no, and, and you answered my question there too. I was going to ask you, uh, you know, how you how important it would be for this team to to make the playoffs, and and I uh, agree with you in terms of the challenge, and and you know they even last year before the the summer tournament and when things shut down there they were kind of kind of rolling in the same similar kind of way how they're playing right now team coming together um, they seem to be a very tight group uh, you know all seem to get along there's a lot of you know all the hugs and the love after the games and the wins and everything else and, and you wonder if uh, if they had been able to get through and get into the playoffs last year how that would have benefited I mean do you think it's invaluable Larry that any way you can get in the playoffs to like what you said, test this team out, even if they, if it's a first round exit, you want to get in there, right? Yes. Because if it's a, because listen, I, I, the, the, um, I think the, the experience against Carolina last year kind of hung over this team for, for a while. I, you know, there, it was a very, very disappointing performance. Um, And it's difficult to place it into context because it was unique. You know, you took a break for what was it? Almost, almost four and a half months between their final game and getting back on the ice for that uh, summer camp they had. And then you, you know, you go up into a bubble and you play. So um, it is almost impossible to place it into context, any kind of historical context. However, the the, the fact is that when they got to Toronto last year. They were the worst of the 24 teams that played in the postseason tournament. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was a disaster for them. Yeah, and you know, again, maybe maybe it 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 was just the standalone that that deserves to be you know shoved in the in the bottom drawer. But it it was a postseason experience in in which they did not play well at all. I mean, you can name maybe two or three guys who played well and Paco was one of them and, and uh, Brett Howden was one of them. You know, none of their top guys uh, played especially well. Shesterkin um, was hurt for the first two games. And so I, I again, I, I think it would be very instructive to see them play a playoff round this year and to see how they adapt and handle it this year as opposed to the way they handled it last year. So, yeah, I, I think it would be extremely valuable for them to make the playoffs. But again, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll, you know, we'll see. But um, uh, yes, I, I think there's. I think now that you know we've, we've seen what they've done, um, you know, with the trade deadline, we've seen how they've consolidated their roster. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's. Uh, I think it would be very. You know, I think it would be uh, important for them. To, playoffs but i also think it's important to see how they play the rest of the way last year also uh, you know they went on the 16 and 6 run immediately after shesterkin but then they were kind of then they then they won only two of their last seven games um before the pause uh Kreider was hurt it was a major major loss i mean talk about the way things change in a year but you know i mean a year ago chris was playing some of his best hockey you know coming up through the deadline and 
you know, they, they missed Kreider and they won only two of their last seven. So they, so they weren't really storming down the stretch either. There's, there's, there's kind of a misconception of that. They, they stumbled the last couple of weeks. So there's still, you know, there's, there's still a, a fair number of games left here. Um, they've got these next three against New Jersey. Who, uh, you know, David Quinn is right that the teams that are out of the playoffs can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. But, but the flip side is that the Rangers have an immense edge in talent over this stripped down doubles team. And they, they really do. And, you know, essentially every team in, in the East does. Um, so it is incumbent upon the Rangers to take care of business. It is, it is I know, difficult to sweep a four-game series. But, you know, the Rangers really, you know, the Rangers need to get to work here against the Devils and finish this off and finish, finish this off in, in style. They need to pick up points here against New Jersey. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And I think uh, everybody's waiting for them to do that. They've, they've show all these different signs of, uh, you know, they've, they've got all this talent on paper. I mean, Coach Quinn right now, he's got everybody. Nobody, you know, everybody's healthy. Um, he's got his different mixes. In. They brought in uh, Kratzoff here. There's a lot of versatility with him. Uh, Hita Lafreniere, Kako playing very well, too. Uh, the defensive core. Uh, Goaltending is kind of set, you know, and the veterans are chipping in when they can. And it, there's a nice little mix here. So, yeah, you, you're hoping that these guys will take care of business. There's the excitement to see what this team can do. Uh, and, Larry, it's been a very weird season, obviously starting with Tony D at the beginning, Panera with the Russian issue, um, and then, you know, even uh, Coach Quinn going down there and Knobloch taking over for a few games here and stuff. So, And then, and obviously, a very quiet trade deadline here for the Rangers, which is very weird as far as their history concerns. So with that said, you wrap that up a little bit in, uh, in a ball here with the season, and then the love-hate relationship with uh, Coach Quinn here. And I know you've covered this team for so long, seen so many different coaches come in here uh, talking about the reconstruction, the rebuild. I mean, just, you know, where do you see this as far as Coach Quinn, his job here? It's overanalyzed with social media now, too, with the fans and 7,000 Ranger podcasts and uh, hockey podcasts, all that other stuff. I want to kind of nip down here on the Quinn thing. With this season, this team, this roster, this management, and how you think – uh, you know, in terms of what he's been doing with his job here and, you know, how how you think that relates to what the fans think and the ups and downs that this team has gone through and, again, through a very weird season. Listen, I, I think the job of a coach essentially is to put players in position to succeed. And I think the job of a, a coach and a, and a player, I think the the outcome you're looking for is for team and player to improve, to be better, uh, to be better, uh, you know, from from week to week and month to month, and sometimes it's it's not a it's it's not a direct straight line trajectory, um, and certainly not with younger players. We, we know that that uh, um, you know the, the, there there are a lot of um, there are a lot of twists and turns, and you know unless you're Connor McDavid, you know, or Austin Matthews. And by the way, Austin Matthews was heavily criticized too for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but you know, un- unless you're, you know, the the most elite, likely you're going to have some dips in your progression. And so, I look at the Rangers and I and I see essentially every player on the team, um, essentially every young player on the team, having made pretty dramatic strides over the last month or six weeks. Um, I think Kako, uh, I think Kako's progression. Over the last month or so is startling. Honestly, I do. I mean, I, um, 
Kako, um, Kako was not much of a factor um, last year. We know that. I don't think he was much of a factor the first uh, six weeks or eight weeks. It's it, you know it's hard for me. the time frame of this season is so strange too yeah. because you know generally uh, generally you know the season's over now and you know, or we're going into the playoffs and um, so you know the dates are different the, the frame of reference is different but um, Kako over the last month to six weeks has, has become a, a prime force and he is playing with utmost confidence. He's, he's, he has the puck. He's taking the puck to the middle of the ice. I'd like to see him shoot more, but I'd like to see just about everybody on the team shoot more as with the coach. Yep. Um, so, you know, and you take a look at Lafreniere and Lafreniere, um, Lafreniere's game has, has improved over the last, um, two to three weeks, I think. And Heedle's game has come on again. So, you know, and, and obviously, you know, we're, we've got Adam Fox and, and Kendra Miller has, has had an outstanding rookie season. And Ryan Lindgren is, is in his, it's hard to remember that Ryan Lindgren's in, in, in only his second full season, right? Yeah. You know, it's, uh, Ryan Lindgren seems like he's been a guy who's been around for nine years. <laughs> and what I would, what I, you know, Listen, fans. Fans have their opinions. I, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't necessarily think it's constructive for me to get into back and forth with fans about their opinions about David Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but um, uh, you know, the, the young players who play well, he never gets credit for their success. Mm-hmm. When young guys suffer, he's always blamed. So, you know, what, um, that, that's my commentary on that. Listen, Elaine Vigneault was, was not an especially popular coach among the fan base as, as far as I can discern either. And uh, he's been one of their most successful coaches of, you know, uh, of the last 40 years or yeah. 50 years. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they won a president's trophy. They, they went to a cup final with him. So um, I understand that, that uh, there's impatience the thing I the thing I always find the thing that I, I find amusing is every time there's a not every time but uh, a majority of the time large majority of the time that there is a credit a criticism leveled at Quinn it's always accompanied by the he's a college coach so that <laughs> anything he does comes back to well he's a college coach but guys who coaches who got their training in junior or came from the NHL playing ranks and then was an assistant coach and, and was uh, then graduated to becoming a head coach. If they make mistakes, what's, what's the, you know, wh- what's the criticism of them? Well, wow, he's a pro coach. I mean, you know, the college coach thing is old for me. It, re- it really is. It's old for me. He's an NHL coach. He's not a college coach. He's coaching an NHL team. He got them into the 2014 tournament last year, which was way ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, he has them fighting for a playoff spot this year in a very difficult division. I don't think he's perfect. Um, I, I, I call out, uh, you know, I call him out a number of times on, on, on in-game decisions that, you know, with which I disagree. Mm-hmm. I'm not the coach, fortunately for them. <laughs> um, you know, so, you know, I, I think the criticism of David Quinn has, has been way over the top, way over the top. And it generally focuses on two guys it, it focuses on Kako and Lafreniere because at the top of the draft they were expected to be you know to come in and make a difference right away and I think 
we all are a little bit naive in how hard it is for a teenager to play in the National Hockey League. And simply because a player is drafted first or second overall does not mean that he's going to have immediate success. Um, again, you, there, there are, there, you know, there, uh, there are legitimate issues. There, there are, you know, le- legitimate things you can, you can criticize Quinn for, and, and that's fine. But that's with every coach in the NHL. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen a lot of them. Yes, and, you have. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I think again, the fact that the Rangers now are substantially better than they were six weeks ago is a credit to somebody, right? Yep. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're not just going out there and playing, somebody's mm-hmm. pretty coaching them. So I, I would give some credit to him, you know, I really would. Yeah, no, I think he's a good, solid guy, and uh, we just got to hang in there with him. And uh, the Rangers will be all right. They got a lot of smart, talented uh, kids on this team, so the future looks bright. Larry, I could go on for hours with you. I uh, really appreciate this. Uh, you have a great column out about what the Rangers got to do with their defensive core and all the young prospects. Uh, do you think Zach Jones gets a, a shot here in the next couple of games? Next couple of games, I'm not sure. You know, again, you know, because of the, the uh, scheduling, uh, there is so little practice time. So even today, the, the Rangers are off. And then tomorrow's a game day. So they'll skate in the morning and you'll skate with the team in the morning. Um, I imagine they'll practice Friday. Um, and then they play back-to-back Saturday and Sunday. And so they'll be off on Monday, you know. So there's not going to be a lot of practice time. So I don't know, you know, when Zach Jones will make his NHL debut. But I certainly expect him to play. Um for the Rangers um, this year, and I expect them to play more than just you know the final game or two of the season. I, I think as long as he um, as long as he seems that he's up to speed, I think they'll get him in. I think they want to see him, and I don't. And I and I think actually it's more than they, they want to see him. He'll play if, if they think he can help them, and so you know I, I expect that. But um, regarding the column two, there are a lot of tough ahead for management because they are going to have to trade players who they don't necessarily want to trade. They're mm-hmm. going to have to give up somebody in order to get somebody because again, my, you know, my, my, uh, my view is that they're not, um, they're not really physically equipped. They don't play um, that kind of a style that I think is necessary to, to get through four playoff rounds. Mm-hmm. And so in order to get somebody like that, they're going to have to give up a very good player. They yeah. are. And, you know, it, it, it's, in, it, it's going to be on management to make those decisions. They're going to have to give up a very talented player in a trade for somebody who is probably less talented, but plays a different way. And, you know, it's going to take some courage to, to make that move because the Rangers love their skill. <laughs> yep. They love their skill. Their players love their skill. Their fans love their skill. But there's a little more grit um, needed, I think. You know, a little more of that. A little more of look. It took Tampa years. I mean, Tampa had 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 a big time team. You know, we're talking about talent. Look at that Tampa Bay team, and they could never. You know, they couldn't win. Yeah. Um, and and finally, they got there after adding some bulk. After adding those guys after adding Blake Coleman, you know, and um, those are the kinds of players the Rangers need to incorporate into their lineup. And I, and I think they need someone like that in their top six. And that's going to be the challenge for management going forward. 
it's a lot easier, and we all compliment the organization on the steps they've taken over the last three years. But it's a lot easier to go from 26th place overall to 18th place to 14th or 12th than it is to get from 14th or 12th to the top of the league and to become a perennial Stanley Cup contender. And again, that's what this has been all about. So there are still steps ahead for the Rangers. No doubt about it, Larry, but they're looking good. J.D. and uh, Gordon and uh, Drury there, they got some good problems to, uh, to deal with here instead That's of uh, the other That's side true. of it. No doubt about it. Absolutely. Larry, good you point. are the best, Larry. I really appreciate coming on Gold Rangers Radio. I uh, look forward to you covering the team the rest of the way, as you always do. And thanks so much, and uh, always stay safe and healthy out there, Larry. Thanks so yeah, much. Yeah, same, same to you. Thank, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much. Larry Brooks, ladies and gentlemen, New York Post, Rangers beat rider, one of the best, no doubt about it. And Go Rangers Radio rolls on. Got any questions for Polly Tagus at Go Rangers Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And now, slower than a Ron Dugay forecheck, faster than a John Agrodnik line change, and unable to guarantee anything like Mark Messier. Here's Cuthbert. All right, guys, it's sponsor time right now on Go Rangers Radio. So, hey, yeah, you, you got Bush. You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor, Manscaped. After using these life-changing products, you're going to want to join a ball sack beauty contest. Really? Okay. I'm looking out for you because I also have an exclusive 20% off discount. So use the code GORANGERSGO or GORANGERS at manscaped.com and get 20% off all your purchases and free shipping. That's right. I said free shipping. Okay? So you got to take care of this, all right? Take care of yourself. Manscaped is dedicated to uh, helping you level up your full-body grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0 kit. The kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. That's the thing here, guys. They got all kinds of stuff. It's not just, you know, the trimmer and the nose clippers and all that other stuff. They got all kinds of stuff here. Deodorant, uh, oils, all great stuff, all right? Um, their trimmer is the best to help you trim up the hedges. The trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When you trim the hedges, the tree stands taller. It's true. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver, ball deodorant, making sure your balls are smelling majestic before your Tinder date, really. Okay, you'll also find the Crop Reviver, ball toner, a spray-on testy toner that's designed to make your balls smell irresistible. Be sure to add the refined cologne to your arsenal. With a perfect package or performance package purpose, you get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag. I got one of these. It's awesome. And the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxers. Great set of boxes comes with this stuff, man. You got to get it. So, look, you want to go to go uh, manscaped.com and you want to, uh, you know, use the code GORANGERS or GORANGERSGO and you'll get 20% off plus free shipping, okay? You got to use the code, though. Manscaped.com, GORANGERS or GORANGERSGO, either one, whatever you prefer. Type it long, type it short. It's up to you. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for your bush trimming experience, okay? Once again, go to manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with the code GORANGERSGO or GORANGERS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, okay? It's 2021 and you still got bush. You got to take care of yourself, all right? So change all that with Manscaped and go get this perfect package kit. And again, Anything you guys want, just check out manscaped.com. It's just great. They got all kinds of great stuff. 
Um, and you can use our code to get discounts off anything you guys want over there. And free shipping, which is huge. All right? Manscaped.com. Thank you so much. All right, gang. Well, that puts a wrap on today's Go Rangers Radio episode. I really appreciate Larry Brooks for coming on here and, and uh, spending some time with me. Um, he's just the best. Make sure you keep following Larry at the post. Follow him on Twitter, too. Brooksy, he's the best. Coming up next week, Rick Carpaniello from The Athletic. You don't want to miss that one. Ricky's great, too. And then after that, we'll wrap up um, April with Colin Stevenson from The Newsday. The Newsday in Long Island publication out here. So, good stuff coming up. Again, keep following us on Twitter, Echo Rangers Radio, everywhere. Echo Rangers Radio, everywhere. Facebook, you know, wherever you guys hang out. Twitter, Instagram, it's all there. So uh, stop on by, say hi. You guys are the best. Appreciate you guys listening. Pass it on. Tell a friend and so on and so on. And we'll be back here next week. So enjoy the games this week. Beat the Devils. Let's get some points. Let's rock and roll. And as always, let's go Rangers! <laughs>